In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. It's time for Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi. Everyone has learned lessons in life during their lifetime. Some good, some bad. But from everyone, there has been something learned. And now it's time to share that knowledge. It's called Paying It Forward. Here, these lessons learned are then paid forward to you. With you paying it forward too. Josephine put her professional career on hold after the birth of her first child and turned her attention to being a full-time mother. Well, three kids later, Josephine started her own company, MyMomKnowsBest.com and Glovies, but was dismayed by a lack of information that people would share to help entrepreneurs be successful. That's where Paying It Forward was born. This is Paying It Forward on Toginet.com. And now, here's your host, Josephine Jirasi. Hi, everyone. It's Josephine Jirasi from um, Paying It Forward. And today we have a very special guest, and her name is Donna Jaroslawski. That's a tough name. But anyway, today is exciting because I absolutely love the topic of organization. And Donna is actually a professional organizer, and she is a life coach. And she has her own company called Liberty Organizing. So we'd like to welcome Donna today to our show. Hi, Josephine. Thanks for having me. Oh, hi, Donna. Sorry, we had just a little bit of technical difficulty this morning. <laughs> yeah, no problem. I, I'm thrilled to have you, and we have so much to talk about. And, Donna, organizing just makes me really excited. <laughs> oh, great. Yeah, you know what the thing is? When you run your own business, and I know there's a lot of mom entrepreneurs out there listening as well, we have to juggle so many things. We have to juggle our house. We have to juggle our children's schedules. We have to try to make our husbands happy. We have to try to run our businesses and make our customers happy. So there's always so much going on as we juggle everything. And I just kind of learned early on that it's so important to be as organized as you possibly can because who has those extra minutes in the day to to spend 10 minutes looking for your car keys or your house keys? And I just think it's so much easier. Just get organized once and know where you put your things and teach your children when they're young so you're not having to stay after them as they get older and everything else. So anyway, Donna, um, why don't you tell us a little bit about how you got started in organizing and maybe you even want to start and go back a little further and tell us a little bit about your history and where you used to work and what made you become an organizer. Uh-huh, Okay. Yeah, I started out in the computer field. I worked uh, for a few Fortune 500 companies in their data processing departments, and um, I was a project manager, and I managed uh, groups of um, programmers. So I, I really loved that work, but um, what was happening was the industry was really moving pretty quick. You know, that technology was moving pretty quick, and uh, it wasn't really my first love. What I loved about that work was the tool, um, really the organization of it all there, um, how computers could help people be productive in their work, and I loved working with uh, my staff to help them be most productive. So I did that for about 20 years and then started having children. And as, as my family started to grow, I now have three children, I was 
realizing it was pretty tough to work in the corporate world and raise a family and be there for them when I wanted to be there for them and be at my job when I needed to be, when my job needed me to be there. So I started thinking about what, what would I like to do? You know, what could I do on my own that I could actually make money? <laughs> because there's a lot of, a lot of things that interested me to leave my job, but I really had to be practical before I made that jump. And so I started reading and researching and, you know, lots of, uh, mom internet sites, mom owned businesses and all kinds of things. And I, I spent a lot of time doing that and got very discouraged because I didn't really feel I had any gifts or talents or uh, something that I could actually make a living at. And, um, then I read a book and it was John C. Maxwell, I think it was called Your Roadmap for Success. And in that, I, he was talking about really to just look within you know, figure out what it is you're uniquely gifted to do. Because before that, I was looking at, oh, okay, could I actually do, you know, uh, uh, balloon animals or cake decorating, you know, and I was looking at what what uh, franchise could I get, you know. And so when I read that book, it really changed my thinking about it. And I started looking within and say, what, what, what do I like to do? He said, what would you do just for free all day long if you just had could do anything you wanted? And at the time, I was thinking, I, I do love to organize. I do feel people would tease me at work. It's so organized, they come mess up my desk on me. But, um, yeah, so, I th- you know, that's kind of, it's hard to figure yourself out. But when other people were saying it, I'm like, okay, Donna, give some thought to <clears throat> that. And I did also like helping people. Like I said, I liked working with uh, this people on staff and helping them to be productive. So I kind of uh, started squirreling around with those ideas. I was still working full-time. And um, came up with this idea of a professional. Well, I didn't come up with the idea. I found this idea of a professional organizer. It was an article in Oprah magazine, and I read the article. And then I started doing some research and found that there was actually an organization called the National Association of Professional Organizers. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, so then I, I really that was in June, mm-hmm. and uh, by February I had my act together, and. Um, Left my job, putting my notice in January, left my job February 1st, and I was out on my own. Oh, staring at, yeah, staring at my checkbook. Where, where do I get to make the entry? <laughs> that automatic <laughs> payment stopped, and uh, it was pretty scary at first, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, the story of a lot of startups, Donna, but um, I'm so happy to hear that it's all, it's working out great for you, and um, I, I just think it's great. So, what I'd like to talk about today on our show is I'd love to talk about organizing a little bit at the home okay? Um, because I think in order to run your business successfully, I think you need to have an organized home. And once your house is organized, I think it clears your mind to focus on your business. At least that's the way it works with me. Um, it was funny, Donna, when we had talked previously, I was explaining as a child when I was growing up, the funny thing was, I grew up in a Victorian house, a real old Victorian house, and you know what the closet space is like in those yeah. older homes. Mm-hmm. There's like nil. <laughs> and um, I just remember my bedroom, I always had to have my clothes hanging up in my closet, all facing the same way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I used to I... my mom all the time, like, Mom, how did you expect my room to be spotless clean if I didn't have the proper organizing equipment in my room. Like now we have all those Rubbermaid um, flat bins that roll right underneath your bed and you can organize. Like I even have my kids out-of-season clothing 
all underneath there, and it's so easy to just take them out and put them in the closet when, you know, the summertime comes or the new season begins. But, um, Donna, uh, what do you, you know, what do you, what kind of suggestions do you have as far as all keeping your house organized? Uh huh. Yeah, it's a, it's a great point, Josephine. It's true. I, I work with a lot of people, um, getting their homes in order and so that they can think clearly and, and head off to work, um, more in control of their life. It, it's, you know, it's where we start our day and end our day and we need to have some peace and order there. So it's time well spent getting organized. Also, I do work with a lot of people who now work out of their home. You know, their businesses are based in their home. So, um, because rent got high, they couldn't afford to have both office space and a home space, uh, they brought their business into their home. So now they're trying to fit into an already, you know, busy enough home and uh, crowded enough home, uh, a small business. So it's really challenging, and they do that quite often. But um, focusing on, on the home um, the home front, I, um, I think it, it's exactly as you say, um, having, having a place for things, having a home for everything, and that will make things easier for you to, to focus. So I really suggest that we have a place to put everything, and and it has to be in your own style. You know, um, you really have to think about where do I use these things, what's convenient for me. If you make things easy to put away and easy to find, you're much more likely to do it. You know, some people we we work together, and they, it gets kind of complicated. They want they think they need some complicated organizing system, but I really stress that I uh, just make it as simple as possible. Simplify your home as much as possible. Um, so that you have enough space for the things you love and you're able to access the things you love. And I think that um, that is really critical because to this, this, this day and age in this consumer society, we think we need everything in 45 colors and, um, <laughs> yeah, different styles. And, you know, so we get caught up in uh, all, all the media that tells us we need all these things. So um, trying to head towards more sim- simplified needs will really make it much easier to keep your home organized. It's, that's really what I see a lot is more stuff than people can manage. And, um, you know, that, that's costly. It's costly, as you say, looking for things. You know, we're, we're bogged down with all these great uh, gadgets and gizmos, but, you know, can't find, you know, the basic uh, the can opener. So, um, Yeah, I I'll love be- that idea. And, Donna, I think one of the biggest things I took away from you is that concept of just keeping everything simple. Like you said, we think we have to make things so complicated, but just keep things simple and your life will be better. We'll yeah. be back shortly after this commercial. We'll be right back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi right after these on Toginet.com. Critical thinking in the real world. What does it take to get ahead and stay ahead of the curve in this ever-changing world around us? Critical thinking in the real world with Janet Hens. Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Central on Toginet. Starting November 4th, Janet Hens is a college instructor, speaker, writer, wife, and mother of three young children. She also has her Master's of Arts in writing from Johns Hopkins University. Janet began her career working for a congressman on Capitol Hill, then moved over to lobbying when he retired. It was through these jobs that she learned about the power of grassroots initiatives, media relations, and public speaking. And then she honed these skills when she became a college instructor. Today, she artfully balances work with full-time motherhood. In the show, Critical Thinking in the Real World, Janet will discuss 
discuss hot topics and the critical thinking necessary to assess them. Her passion for education impacts her daily life, and she'll share that in every show. Critical Thinking in the Real World with Janet Hens, Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Central, starting November 4th on toginet.com. Now, this Saturday morning, we're going to count them down one more time from number 40 all the way to number one with the official classic hits countdown, the American Rock and Roll Countdown. We'll count down the biggest hits of the 70s with interviews and artist information, news, weather, sports, you name it, we'll have it this Saturday morning, 9 o'clock Eastern, right here on Toginet for the American Rock and Roll Countdown. The American Rock and Roll Countdown on Toginet. Mind Matters is the show that dares to ask what's on your mind. Take this opportunity to join Dr. Larry Ross, clinical psychologist and Joan Duhane, licensed clinical social worker, as they combined have over 50 years of experience in dealing with your mind. Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, only on Toginet Radio. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful. As we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Jurassic on toginet.com. Hi, everyone. It's Josephine again. Um, this is my favorite subject, organization. And today we have Donna Jaroslawski, a professional organizer, giving us some wonderful tips. So, Donna, we were just talking about how it's so important to just keep things simple. Don't overcomplicate things. And if you find a certain system works for you, stick with that system and um, just keep it simple. So, um, yeah. Donna, go ahead. I'll let you take it from there, Donna. Let's talk a little bit more about maybe organizing at home before we move into our home office or our business. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's a good point, too, Josephine, about a system, and I, I do a lot of that systems development. It's, it's like when you learn to drive a car or ride a bicycle or toilet training, all of those things were systems. And um, Right now, they're so simple, you do them without thinking. But when you were first learning, as maybe we watch our children toilet train, they come running out with the pants still around the ankles or forget to brush. There's a lot of uh, flush. There's a lot of steps in that that we don't really think about anymore. Same thing with driving the car. You could drive from here to, you know, California and really not have to think about it all too much. You just kind of get behind the wheel and go. But when you were first learning to drive, you had to really think, look in the rear view, step on the brakes, hands 10-2 position, side view mirrors. It was a lot of thought, right? You're exhausted. You go three blocks, you're exhausted. So and it's the same concept with developing systems of organization. The more we can get them automated and wrote ideas, the less we have to think about them. So I just suggest we do uh, one at a time. You can't revamp your whole life in a weekend. Right. So you're just looking to say, okay, what, what, what's causing me pain? As you mentioned before, looking for the keys. Every day I'm looking for my keys. And so just think of things like that that are bothering you. You know, where did I put my pocketbook? And just come up with a system for one of those, one of those a week maybe. And um, as you get them to the point where I automatically now put my keys on the counter in the spot on the counter without even thinking about it, I, I just know that if I go look there, they're going to be there, even though I don't remember putting them there. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, the more and more we can do that. And, again, you, you're not going to come up with – you don't want to come up with all complicated systems and, and get all caught up in your system because that can weigh you down. So you want to keep it simple 
and um, build on your strengths. There, everyone, no matter how much you struggle with organization, there are, I haven't met a person yet who doesn't do something really well and is very organized about something. So you just think about that area of your life that you're doing pretty good at, and this is pretty organized, and yeah. figure out, yeah, why is, that, why is that organized? What about that's organized? What about that works? And then you can use that in, different, in other areas in the house. So, um, you know. I love that. I love mm-hmm. that suggestion, Donna. And sometimes organizing can be so overwhelming. And like you said, you just take it in small steps. And what I do, if I, for whatever reason, feel overwhelmed, in order to gain control, do you know what I do, Donna? I start with my car. And uh-huh. I just clean out my car to make sure that, you know, I have everything in order. I always carry backup sweatshirts for my kids, but I have a little bin in the back of my, in the trunk with my kids, um, backup sweaters, some bottles of water just in case, you know, my, I have three little toddlers. So I always have to kind of be prepared with that stuff <laughs> and their coloring books and crayons and all that stuff can create havoc. And I just try to just focus on one thing and, clean out my car, bring it over to the to the um, car wash, have them do a nice, thorough, you know, vacuuming the car and everything. And once my car is organized, I feel like, okay, mission accomplished. If I can do this, I can move on to the bigger projects. And then I just start, you know, piece by piece. And it really, really works out great. And just, you know, like you said, just start with small projects and move ahead. Yep. It's a good point because when you get control and order there and you look at your car, ooh, looks nice, it, it gives you a good feeling. I feel good about that. I feel good I, and I feel accomplished. So it gives you the confidence and the endorphins and the energy to tackle the next thing. So it's a great idea to start with something you know you, know you can get in control and have some order relatively quickly, and that will start a momentum going it, because you're exactly right. So many people... Um, just get overwhelmed and, and go shopping. It's like, I don't even know where to start and what's the, what's the difference. Yeah, I, I know there's a good sale. I can accomplish that, and they go. So it's a, it's a great idea to just pick a spot that you'll feel really confident about, and it'll, it'll uh, allow you to roll on. And I love the idea that you had told me that is so, so important, that once you do pick something that you want to organize, that's just one piece to the puzzle. It's so important to go back and maintain it and weed out things as time goes on. Yes. Yep. That That is the uh, challenge. It's like so many people say, I've gotten this in order before. I've gotten it in order before. Now look at it. What happened? And so the maintenance is really important to keep revisiting. Uh, when, you get it, when you get it to a point you like it, you need to go back and just – and. What happens is the first time you do it, it takes a long time. So people think, oh, I don't have that kind of time to go back and do that closet again. But I promise you, if you put it in order one time, you know, take the linen closet and fold it, everything and put it in order, most of the stuff's pretty much in order. You'll see it's just a few things in the front that kind of fall apart. So you, you put those back in order, and the maintenance is a lot shorter than that initial effort. So don't be fine. Give it a try. I just suggest, you know, turn, put on the timer 10 minutes. Okay, I'm just going to work in this closet for 10 minutes and see what happens. And you'll be amazed. Most times it's back in order. So the maintenance is what will keep things where you put a lot of effort and time into the original effort, so you want to maintain that. And that takes a little bit of time. People think sometimes, well, I'm done. You know, move on. Okay, all right. <laughs> yeah, I did that, and I'll stay that way forever. But 
life keeps changing and our needs change, so we may have things in the linen we may have crib sheets in the linen closet and you know, your youngest is ten. So um <laughs> yeah, we'll go back through that linen closet and say, Okay, some of this can go and then you find new space and, and now you have more space for the new things coming in. Right. So um yeah. yeah. It's so funny, Donna. I'm sure you've seen it all in your profession. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah. It, it's a, it is a lot of fun, you know, and we, you have to laugh because people find all kinds of kooky things in all kinds of kooky places. Someone has stashed at one time, uh, you know, pretty often it's the case of companies coming. Oh, my God, companies coming. Everybody grabs a shopping bag and loads up anything on counters and um, staircases, Pops in the shopping bag and hides it in the closet somewhere, and we, we'll uncover those. And it's like, this is your life. We pull out shopping bags from different eras. Yeah, yeah, that's so funny. So, Donna, I've I probably have read every single organization book out there. So, um, what I really try to do is, um, it's funny. My kitchen was a huge project, and I decided, like you said, just take like I took a half hour every single day for about two weeks. And I went through every single drawer and every single cabinet in my kitchen. And mm-hmm. what I decided to do was I would take out every single appliance because my husband's in this business where um, I get all of this commercial appliances. And here I had the stuff on my counter that the cappuccino maker, the restaurant Aww. cappuccino maker, that is beautiful. <laughs> it looks great. But I'm like, how many times do we really have company that we use this thing? Mm-hmm. And I said, this is in my way. So Mm -hmm. I took everything out, and I have a special designated closet now down in my basement that is just for all of my extra stuff that I don't use on a daily basis. I even put the waffle maker downstairs, even though we use it every Sunday morning, but I know exactly where it is. And it's such a fresh, clean feeling knowing that I just have the bare minimum, the stuff I use every single day in my kitchen, not cluttering up my cabinets. And I have to tell you, it's so much easier to cook because I've got everything organized. I even, I'm one of those crazy people that I have my little, um, my spin, uh, what do we call it? The Lazy Susie. And I labeled every single condiment on my Lazy Susan. Nice. And I have to tell you, Donna, it saves me so much time, even when I'm cooking. So um, there's lots of little tidbits here and there that you can do as far as organizing. But my key is, listen, like I said previously, I just don't have enough time in the day to start looking for certain things. If I can cut little amounts of time in my day because I have my pots and pans right there near the stove and it's so easy to just take it out, I I probably save a good 10 minutes every day when I'm cooking dinner because I'm not rifling through looking for my favorite pan or pot or whatever. Yeah, you're right. it was a good. It's a good investment when you said I. Uh, I went through my kitchen one drawer at a time, a little bit each day, and so that took a little bit of time in the in the beginning to set up. But it was a good investment, as you said, because now every day I'm in there, it's saving me time. So sometimes people feel like I don't have time to get organized. It's it's real. You know, I got other things more pressing, more pressing, and probably do. You know, as right. as we deal with our day in day out, there are more pressing things. Got to get food on the table and you know, laundry done, but um, as you said, invest a little bit of time, a drawer a day, a cabinet a day, and next thing you know, you, your kitchen's in much better order, and then you can uh, in, enjoy some uh, more free time going forward. You have to think of it as an, an investment. Right. And, and yeah. Don, Donna, the one other thing that I really realized when I was going through the whole organization of my home was that 
it's so important to get rid of the stuff that you're not using. We all, like you said in the beginning, we all feel this need that we have to go out and buy, buy, buy and get stuff. And what happens is stuff comes into the house and it cut, it's a one way street. It comes in and rarely goes out. And my thing is, in order to be organized, you really need to just keep the stuff out that you actually use. And if you yeah. don't use it, you just got to get rid of it, donate it, give it to somebody that can really use it. And the less you have, like you said, keep it simple. It's so much easier to stay organized and it's so much easier to clean and there's less clutter and it frees your mind to do other things. And that's what I love about being organized. Yeah. Yep. I call it prime real estate. We don't, we have uh, your kitchen, kitchen cabinets, kitchen drawers. That's prime real estate. And as you said, I don't want things in there that I'm not really using. And it's, it's hard sometimes because people get attached or someone gave it to them or it's a gift or I've had it forever. There's so many reasons we justify, oh, it's not taking up that much room. But the reality is, is all of those things, little by little, do add up. I, I suggest people have a box somewhere where they call for, the, for donations and just drop things in there because one thing at a time isn't going to make a difference. But you'll see if you add a couple things to that box each day, you, your, mm-hmm. your prime real estate is much serving you much better. And as you say, someone else can use it. So having it easy, easy enough to toss that stuff out to someone else um, will facilitate the one-way street uh, keep that it keeps right. flowing through and out the other side. I, I love that I- suggestion. I love that suggestion, Donna, because what I did was I set up a once a month where I have, um, it's actually Big Brothers and Big Sisters, and they come, and I have that box built, and every month when they come, it's like, okay, I don't have to run around. They just do <laughs> Perfect. Which is great, which is wonderful. But um, I think we're coming up real soon to a break. Um, here we go. Okay, we'll be back shortly with Paying It Forward. We'll be right back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi right after these on Toginet.com. Inspiring women to be true to themselves. Get ready for Tracy Porter Radio on Toginet.com. 2 p.m. Central, Wednesdays, starting November 4th. Tracy Porter, lifestyle, home and fashion designer, inspiring women from all over the world with their fashionably eclectic goods, savvy tips, style advice, and encouraging spirit. TracyPorter.com is home to her designer products and voice to thousands of women who flock to Tracy's daily blog for a daily dose of pure Tracy. And now she's coming to Toginet. All of Tracy's enchanting goods can be found at TracyPorter.com and her nationally sought-after mail catalog, Tracy Porter. Plus, you can find her here on Toginet. Tracy's awards, appearances, and accolades are too numerous to mention here. So, ladies, you've just got to come to be inspired, too. With Tracy Porter Radio, inspiring women to be true to themselves, to let their passions lead. Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Central, starting November 4th, on toginet.com. Get a jump on what your preschool kids need to know with Let's Get Ready for Kindergarten from Stacy Cannonberg. A mom told me this is the book I've been looking for. This book gives me all the information I need about what my kids need to know. And a private school admissions director said this is exactly what we test on. Google it, get it, and get ahead. Let's Get Ready for Kindergarten. Applauded and approved by parents and educators. Let's Get Ready for Kindergarten is a state-approved teaching tool. On sale now, in stores, or online at cedarvalleypublishing.com. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful. 
as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Jurassi on toginet.com. Well, hi, everyone. It's Josephine Jurassi, Paying It Forward, Entrepreneurs Helping Entrepreneurs. And today, I have Donna Jaroslawski, a professional organizer, helping us to keep our life simple so we can have more fun doing other things by staying organized. So, um, Jill, we talked about lots of stuff on um, how to keep our house organized. I would like to shift gears now a little, and um, I'd love to hear some really good tips um, from you about trying to keep our business organized. You had said that uh, your coworkers used to tease you about how organized your desk was. <laughs> I, would, I would love for you to tell us what your desk looks like right now. What makes... You know, how do you keep that desk organized? Like, what should really be on our desk that um, that doesn't that keeps us focused, so we can get the most done, we can accomplish all of our goals for the day? And like, how do you prepare yourself for the next day? Do you put everything away at the end of the day so you start off with a fresh desk? I'd love to hear it. Uh huh. Yep. I call it, well, I don't call it giving too many. I actually stole it from David Allen. It's a great book. Um, and it's very much focused on uh, small businesses and uh, professionals uh, getting organized, David Allen. And uh, he calls it getting to ready, and I love that concept. So each day I try to get back to ready. And what that means is that I have clear space again to begin work so that I and I usually do it before I leave my desk at the end of the day. But sometimes I'm just tired and I look at it, can't even deal with it. And so I'll I'll do that in the morning first thing. And that means just putting away what what paperwork was pulled out yesterday, something I was working on, and um, you know the pads and the pens and the calculators and all that. Putting it all back so that I I start each day ready to take on today's project. Um, I a lot of people. Most people will tell me I'm very visual. I need it in front of me. If I don't, if I put it away, I'll never remember to do that. And so we have to honor that, and we have to understand that that's, that's true and a reality. But we have to try and balance that because if we have too much out in our face, it it really can shake our uh, our confidence about what we have to accomplish today. So I suggest that if you need to have it out in visual, that's fine. But you have a dedicated space for it if you desk has a return, maybe you have one side, uh, be where you keep all those things you quote-unquote need to have out and in your face, but have the other side clear so that you can work in a clear space. Um, I like also vertical files so that things can be um, stacked vertically so that they don't take up quite so much space. And um, also list. Quite often you can put it on a list and put it away. You know, we don't need to have every client file on our on our desk to remember that I need to get back with them. We could just put on the list, call so-and-so about so-and-so, and uh, you can get rid of that file. And you can get rid of a lot of clutter that way if you can get comfortable with a to-do list and realize I'll look at my list and I'll go pick up the paperwork that's uh, related to this. And so having that clear space makes us feel more able to work on the task at hand, whatever we're going to accomplish today. So, um, yeah, the, you know, the things on the desk are those basic things that I, I, need, I go to reach for, the stapler, the tape, you know, the pencil cup, a calculator maybe, a pad, a pad, 
And, um, you know, the few things you may refer to quite often. Uh, yeah, bulletin that, board, you know, like a bulletin that's board. That's a bulletin great board. idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, like I love that idea, Donna. And you know what? Um, one thing I discovered was that I decided to go out and buy another Rolodex. I okay. had one huge Rolodex that was completely maxed out, and I realized this doesn't really make sense. Why do I have my business and my personal contacts in one Rolodex? I mean, of That's course funny. I have my contacts on a database, but sometimes I am a visual person. It's just so much easier to spin that Rolodex <laughs> around and grab a telephone number you know, in case my computer's off or down for whatever reason. So I like to have the Rolodex, but what I decided to do was put my personal contacts in one Rolodex and my business contacts in another, and it just has made my life so easy. Something, like you said, so simple like that has probably saved me a few minutes in the day. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and those are the kinds of things you look for. What, and you probably dealt with that Rolodex for months or years before you realized, yeah, why don't I separate this out? And, and yeah, and we just kind of tolerate and tolerate. And so it's really about actually saying, is that this is icky for me? Why? What, what else can I do? And exploring another option. You know, I know business cards are just tremendous. Uh, I've worked with so many people just have stacks and stacks of business cards, and they are a challenge. They are really difficult to manage because how how do we categorize them? You know, you'll think many different ways about the same person. So what what category would it go in? And there's a uh, good amount of electronic uh, solutions technology where you can scan them in and it'll put your information into a uh, different database or whatever you select. So if you enjoy the technology, that's a great way to go. But it does take time to scan it in and, and clean it up and make sure it makes it into the database correctly. But at least it'll be there forever and it's got all the information. Or you can do it much simpler. I, what I do, and I, I just do love it, I, I, there's... At Staples, they have these page, the clear pages that you can stick 10 cards in a page, and I put them in a binder, and it can grow, and I can just add more pages to my binder, get a bigger binder. I, I do try and categorize them broadly. I don't make myself crazy because I could look at 10 at a time. I could flip through 10 pages, 100 cards in 30 seconds to get to the card I need. So I don't really spend a lot of time categorizing them or organizing them, but I do like to put them in general categories so I don't have to look through all 100 pages every time. And so based on your business, you'll, you know, these are my vendors, these are, you know, my computer people, however, you know, makes sense in your business just to put a broad category rather than, you know, moving those stacks of business cards around the desk. I can't tell you how many times we've worked with yeah. clients that keep moving them around and moving them around and we have to finally do something with them. I think that's such a great idea. So, Donna, let's talk about calendars. I mean, I have... Three kids on three different schedules, and I run my business. I have business conference calls, and I have business meetings, and then my husband and I have our own social agenda going on. How can somebody keep it all together? What is the, what's your suggestion on how I can keep my life organized without letting an important meeting slip through the cracks? Mm-hmm. Yes, the calendar is the, the best place to start. Um, surprisingly, some people don't even use a calendar. So if you're not using a calendar currently, adopting that habit will be the best thing you can do about managing your schedule. So we'll assume that, okay, you are using a calendar because these crazy days, how can we almost not manage with without one? And right. 
Yeah, so the calendar, with the calendar, um, you have to choose what works best for you. There are people who think, oh, if I just use my BlackBerry, you know, my PDA, I'll put everything on there, won't that be great? But they're really averse to it. They don't like technology. They don't like looking at that teeny tiny screen. They can't see everything they want to see, but they think it's a great idea, so they try and adapt it, but then they don't use it, and it's not, it's not going to work for them. So um, you have to choose the method. And then there are some people who just couldn't even imagine a paper calendar. And so you have to choose the method that's working for you today. Maybe eventually you'll move to a PDA, but for today, if you're more comfortable on the old paper calendar, then go with that and, and don't worry that uh, you look like a dinosaur. It's just it's fine if it's working, and no matter how it's working. You know, I have some clients who have huge wall calendars, and that's how they want to manage, and that's that works, you know. I'm like, well, how do you carry that with you? <laughs> no carrying right. it with you, <laughs> but it works, you know. I'll just, I'll go back home and I'll, I'll get back to you. I'll call you, you know, call you when I get home in front of my calendar. Yeah, I, I, you, it's a tough thing to decide. And Donna, I'll be honest with you, I'm probably on about my third system with the calendar. And mm-hmm. what I tried last year, which really does work out well for the children, you know, three kids, each one has birthday parties in all of their different classes. So it's a lot of invitations that come through my front door. And what I did was the minute I get an invitation in my hand, what I do is I write it on the calendar and then I take the invitation and put it in the back of the calendar. Mm -hmm. Um, I got one of those clear things. I love staples too. I love supplies, but I got one of my clear pages that, um, you know, you can just insert all of your invitations in the, um, what do you call those? The sheet protector. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just keep all the invitations in there so that w- the day of the party, I just take the invitation out that usually has, you know, the directions to the party. And it really, really works. The minute I yeah. get that invitation, I put it on the calendar. I RSVP. I'm one of those people, Donna, that um, anybody who gives a party, they're probably probably like, oh, she's so desperate to go to a party. She's the first <laughs> to call. But you know what? It's either I'm the very first or I'm the very last, and I'd rather be the first. Otherwise, you're always like, oh, I'll do it. I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it next week. Next thing you know, it's the day before the party, and you didn't RSVP. So. That's my little secret as far as the invitations go on the calendar. But um, I love the idea of what you were talking about, about um, keeping a list of things to do. And it's funny. It took me a long time to figure that out as well. And I, every morning when, um, when I start my day, I have from the night before a list that's divided into two things on the left side of my list of things to do is everything I have to do for business, any kind of follow-up I need to do. And on the right side, it has to do with my personal life. You know, if my one child's at school for an extra activity for whatever reason, it um, it's just a gentle reminder mm-hmm. that um, that's what's going on for the day. So it really, that helps me. But uh, like you said, everybody is so different. It's a matter of figuring out what works best for you. Right. Yeah, and when you talk about the, the calendar system on my third calendar system, that, that's pretty common. And what I just suggest is as you change system, not necessary usually to toss the whole system, but to modify your system. So when you say it's probably just a modification of the previous system. So what, what we like to do is evolve our system. So if what's not working about it, you have to figure out what's not working about it and tweak that piece of it and then, and then move it forward because it's, it's a lot of work to start all over again and start all over again. So you'll, you, it's 
probably easier on you to evolve to a new system and determine what what is working, what do I like about this and what I don't like, and that'll help um, help you to move along a little more painlessly. Um, yeah, you mentioned a lot of good things. You're, you're uh, putting your invitation in the back of your calendar in a, in a page protector. It's perfect. I call that my coming events, and I have a place for my coming events. And any so, okay. what a coming event is? Anything that's calendar related. If I put an entry on my calendar, I know that I have some paperwork related to it there, and I don't have to write. A lot of people write too much detail on their calendar, and it can be very confusing to look at. So you just have to note that there's an event at that time, and you'll know any paperwork, all the details, everything I need to know about it is in my coming events section, which for you happens to be a page protector, and where you stick everything in the back of your book, which is perfect. Yeah, it's you- great because, you know, Donna, what happens is then you you don't have 101 places to look. When right. it comes time for the event, boom, you, everything's in that one place. And honestly, it works out great for me because if my husband has taken one of the kids to, um, you know, Cub Scouts or whatever, he also knows that he can go right in the back of my calendar into that page protector and he can also find the information. So it right. works out well. Right. But Donna, we're going to be back real shortly for our last segment of Paying It Forward. We'll be right back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi right after these on toginet.com. Being frugal doesn't mean being cheap, and the Frugalitarian is here to show you how. Jody Olson is the Frugalitarian on Toginet, 3 p.m. Central, Wednesdays. This is the art of great living. It's just a matter of time before people start asking you to tell them your secrets to better style, bargains on food, home decor, and clothing. Your wants don't have to change, just how you acquire what you want. On the Frugalitarian, it's an uncommon mix of style, fashion savvy, and earth friendly, showing you great taste, great style, and great ideas for finding everything you want for nearly nothing. I'm speaking from experience. I live on a beautiful farm where I take care of sheep and do a few light farm chores for extremely low rent. For more clever ideas on how to waste not and totally want not, go to thefrugalitarian.com. Join us every week for more information on how you can live better for less with Jody Olson. It's The Frugalitarian, Wednesdays at 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Celebrate Green is coming to Toginet, Wednesdays at noon central time, starting November 4th. The mother-daughter team of Lynn and Corey will have you going green and loving it at no time at all. As heard on Martha Stewart and Disney Radio and seen blogging for HGTV, Lynn Caldwell and Corey Caldwell-Lipsum are unapologetic evangelists for greening every aspect of life, especially holidays and celebrations. Based on their book, Celebrate Green, they're putting the meaning into green with their simple, fun, eco-friendly, affordable ideas. From their start with green Halloween to tips, tricks, ideas, and projects for every holiday, you'll love Celebrate Green. You can check them out online, too, at CelebrateGreen.net and GreenHalloween.org for more information, the newsletter, the blogs, places to shop, cool extras, and so much more. So get ready to Celebrate Green, the radio show with Lynn and Corey, Wednesdays at noon central time, starting November 4th on Toginet.com. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi on toginet.com. 
Welcome back, everyone. It's Josephine. So um, I have a special guest today, Donna Jaroslawski, who's a professional organizer, as you know. And um, Donna, we're on our last segment of the show, which went so fast because um, yeah. I, I just love this topic so much. But before we proceed with that last segment, Donna, I would love for you to take a minute on um, and tell our listeners how they can reach you if they'd like to give you a you know, a call about a follow-up question or something that we talked about today. Okay, great. Thank you. Um, I have a website. It's www.libertyorganizing, you know, the L-I-B-E-R-T-Y, libertyorganizing.com, or my phone number is uh, 516-635-2007. And um, on the website, you can also contact me, visit uh, my email address there or contact form. So, yeah, feel free to contact me. I'd love to answer any questions or continue anything anybody wanted to talk about. Okay, so that's great. Thanks, Donna. So I'm going to ask you, you mentioned a lot of books, so I'm sure, you know, you've you've read a lot of books pertaining to organizing, but Donna, which is your favorite book that you might suggest for our listeners to go out and buy and really get on track? Um, I would say for the practical, you know, step-by-step step-by-step strategic kind of stuff. It would be Julie Morgenstern's Organizing from the Inside Out. I think it's very realistic how she approaches it. And um, I did use it when I first got started, read it cover to cover, and felt real confident that, yep, that pretty much covers it all. So it's great. And she she wrote a bunch of different ones. So that one is specifically for home. But she wrote on time management and, you know, a bunch of different topics. So she was she was actually on Oprah quite often. She was her first organizer who um, she would feature. And that's how I got started, actually. Oh, that sounds great. Okay, good. So, um, okay, Donna, let's go back to the office for a minute. So mm-hmm. I think what happens is as much as we try to tame the tiger, the paper tiger, mm-hmm. so many times it just gets out of control. And do you have a suggestion to do when things just start to feel overwhelming? I'm, I know for myself what I have to do if things are just like scattered all over the place. I have to gather every single paper in my office from, I have two separate desks, from both of my desks. And what I do is I just create one pile of all this paper. And on the upper right-hand corner, I just write for myself what that piece of paper has to do with. If it's something that I need to do, I put things to do. And that goes in one folder that is my list of things to do, my follow-up stuff. And that's the only way I start to feel like I can reel all the paper in. Yeah. Do you have a better suggestion? Am I doing it right? Am I doing it wrong? Uh, you can never do it wrong. If it's working for you and you're getting organized, it's perfect. So just just keep doing it and tweaking it till it's it's comfortable for you, and yeah, it's a great idea. We will go through that uh, with a lot of people. Yeah, just if I put it all in a pile, at least I, I feel more in control. I don't have to look at the clutter, and that will help me feel more settled, so that I can sit here at my desk and face this pile. And um, I do suggest people block out time on the calendar. You, you just like you would have an appointment with a client or um, working on a project. You w- would make that a project, and you need to. Set aside time for that, either each day or each week, um, because it doesn't just happen by itself. Unfortunately, none of us can do that bewitch thing, and it's gone. So we do need to put the time in. And 
as we're going through it, though, to to realize that at the it's so tedious and it so feels like such a waste of time and it's taking too long and I have other things to do, but just remember how you'll feel at the end of it. Oh, won't it feel great once I know where everything is and what I'm what I need to get to? And um, yeah. yeah, as you go as you're going through the paper, it's exactly right. When you look at each piece of paper, you say, "What's the next action for this piece of paper?" Because sometimes we'll look at something and we get kind of boggled. We say, oh, my God, i got to call this guy. i got to figure this out. i got to email. Right. And, and it gets all squirrely. So just what's the next thing, the very first, one thing, next thing I have to do on this, it'll simplify it. And sometimes I'll just stick a Post-it on, call call Bob, and stick it on there. And so that when I look at that piece of paper, I don't have to worry about the whole big project. I just know to call Bob. Yeah, and I think that's great. Donna, there's two things I just wanted to say. When I get overwhelmed, that's what I do. I create my one pile of all of my papers, and I literally have to close my eyes for one second and envision the way I want my office to look at the end of the day. And I literally have to visualize that, okay, I've got all my papers in the right places. I've got my list of things to do prepared and ready for tomorrow morning. I've got my whiteboard up with my goals on. I've got my everything that I've accomplished for the day crossed off and I literally have to visualize it and it really gets me out of that stuck mode. It's almost like sometimes I get paralyzed and I'm like, oh no, there's no time for this. Gain control because I think that's what happens when you are organized. I think you gain control back. Yeah, you absolutely do. Absolutely, There's a lot of clarity with that and it'll, it'll help you to get accomplished what you need to accomplish and as you're going through it, I, I think, as you mentioned, it's important to segregate those things that need to be done. A lot of times on our desk, there's a lot of things that just need to be filed, or I'd like to look at this, I'm going to read this someday. And um, the, uh, Steve Covey, the most important thing is keeping the most important thing the most important thing. So that's okay. what we're really trying to do in organization. We're trying to pull out of, out of the pile of clutter and paper on our desk those things that absolutely need our attention and need action. So I just suggest if we could have some sacred space for the items that require action and your attention, the to-dos, um, separate from, well, i got to read this someday. Because we look at this mound and we think, oh, my God, look at all the stuff I have to do. But when we pull out really the things that actually need us to spend time on, actually need us to spend time, not things I wish I had time to, you know, I could do if I had time, but the things that will bite us if we don't take care of, if we could keep those front and center um, mm-hmm. at a minimum, that will help us to keep out of chaos. I uh, agree with you, Donna. Priorities are so important because when you're running your own business, you feel like everything's a priority, but honestly, you have to just sit down and say, well, at the end of the day, what do I definitely, absolutely have to check off my list? And I have a good friend, Jill, and we're like accountability partners. Right. And we touch base, you know, we try to touch base at least once in the morning and we just say, okay, what are the three things you're going to absolutely get done today? And we tell each other and absolutely by the end of that day, I will really give it my best effort to get those three things done. And, um, it's really, it helps keeping the priorities in order. So that's one thing I wanted to say. And then uh, you had mentioned reading. There's always so much stuff that we can read and, um, you know, articles we want to read, um, yeah. any, something we might have seen on the Internet that we just don't have the time to read right then and there. What I try to do just to keep myself focused is if somebody sends me a link to an article, I just try to print that article out right away 
And I actually have a reading bag on my doorknob in my office that I put all of my reading material. And when I go and have to pick up my kids at a game or something and I have that idle time in the car, I have everything ready to go. I just grab that bag and it's a good way, you know, that I try to keep organized. But like you said, Donna, a year ago I wasn't doing that. Mm -hmm. Um, when I finally tried it, it's like the light bulb goes off and says, you know, why wasn't I doing this a year ago? Yeah. It's just, you know, it's so And it'll eliminate a lot of the paper from the desk because there's this information age, there's so many things and we feel that we want to be the top in our, in our area that we should be reading all of this information. There's just, there's more than any person can ever get to. I worked with a many, uh, no exaggeration, it was hip high. We had a, a stack of stuff hip high that um, he was going to read. Right? Can any person read <laughs> that much? It, it was impossible, but he couldn't give up the dream. He was not going to be the best in his field if he didn't get through all of that information. And uh, I just, I said, but you're burdened by that. It's really not helping you. It's just really making you feel like, oh, look at all that I don't know. So really to be realistic about how much we can get to in our reading um, will we'll yeah. be better than to just keep piling it on ourselves. So that's a good suggestion, just really to be realistic, because I like that you probably took such a burden off of his shoulders by telling yeah. him, you know what, it's really okay. You don't exactly. have to read the three feet of articles that you put on the side. He probably felt so relieved, and that's why I think uh, your job is so important, Donna, because you truly do, you know, pay it forward in so many ways, I'm sure, for all of your clients. But um, I would love to talk about something that uh, we had talked about. You have a whole system when paper comes in your office. And I just remember you saying when you go through your mail or you go through all of your, you know, anything that comes o- across over your desk, any of your paper, you just discard anything that um, that isn't that's garbage. That's junk. Right. It's just yeah, like exactly. get rid of Catch it, it before it even hits your desk. <laughs> yeah. Catch it on the incoming because once it, once it hits the desk, it might just get piled under. So uh, the less I put on the desk, the less I have to deal with the second time. Yeah, paper management, I, I like to think of it, in, it's in three stages. It's incoming, which means the mail's coming in. I come home from a meeting. I went to a seminar, a workshop, a conference. There's all this paper that will be coming in at us. So that's on incoming. And then the second stage paper's in is it's in progress. It's it's in process. It's something I need to work on. It's a project I'm currently working on, bills to be paid, paper that requires my attention and action. So that's the really the most important, and that's where uh, the crooks of our paper management should focus. And then last is a uh, reference, the paper I need to hold on to just in case. I don't really need to look at it. I just need to file it and have it there and know it's there if I need it. So, yeah, when, you, when you're dealing with step one, the incoming, eliminate as much as you can. And, for example, the reading, I know for me, I look at these, um, some of these magazines and I say, you know what, I threw out the last three magazines, this kind of magazine, the last three times without even opening it. So now I just throw it out before I even um, put it on my desk because I know, okay, Donna, be real. You, you've never read it before. What makes you think you're going to read this one? And just I feel so much. It's, it's tough to let go of initially. You're like, oh, I really should do that. But once it's gone, I'm like, oh, thank you. <laughs> I feel so much better now. So, yeah, eliminating well, as much as possible at that point, it will be much better for you. Well, I love that idea. And after our discussion, I bought three magazine holders 
And that's a, I labeled them incoming, in progress, and reference, and it has helped me so much. But, oh, sure. Donna, today's show just went so fast, and mm-hmm. I just want to thank you so much for being our guest on Paying It Forward. I think that you have given us so many ideas and tips on how we can really keep our life simple and um, help us become more productive, and you do a great job at Paying It Forward, so... I just want to say thank you, Donna, for taking time out of your busy schedule to share your tips and ideas with us today. Uh, Thank you, Josephine. I really enjoyed being with you. Thank you. Thanks. We'll see you next week on Paying It Forward. Thank you for being a part of Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi on Togginet.com. This show is dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful. Each week we'll be discussing accomplishments, lessons 